In the military, the term got your six means I've got your back. It's a promise of trust, support, and camaraderie. The Got Your Six Real Estate Podcast embodies this spirit, offering unwavering guidance for military personnel, their families, and real estate professionals. Join your host, Kevin Onisik, who shares market trends, expert insights, and stories. Now let's get started with Got Your Six. Hey, Chris. Good morning. Welcome to the Got Your Six Real Estate Podcast. Super excited to have you. I've known you for a good while. We've uh, worked together for a while, and I even have been a customer of Creative Financing Solutions, right? CFS? You have. Uh, It's been a great experience, so I wanted you to come on, and maybe we can talk a little bit about some alternative type of programs from what one would normally consider outside the box of a regular VA, FHA, conventional type mortgage. So I guess, Chris, we'll start off. Tell me a little bit about yourself for those that don't know you uh, and about CFS. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. It's always good to talk to you. And yeah, you're, you're definitely a valued client here at CFS. So we're excited to be a part of your podcast. Um, my name is Chris Lemons. I've, I've been with Alcova Mortgage for 12, 13-ish years, and I've been the VP of Sales for Creative Financing Solutions a little over a year now. Um, we have enjoyed the growth, and I think you hit the nail on the head when you said alternative products. You know, there's there's a method to a lot of madness out there. You know, there are conventional products that serve the typical home buyer, and, and they do that very well, but there has to be an avenue to make products available for that financing. And we realized that there was a better way to do it than a lot of, uh, we won't say competition, we'll say peers out there, um, just by modifying and tweaking some things to personalize the experience a little more, which we found to be very fruitful on the, the, I say commercial, but the business purpose loan side. Yeah, yeah. So on your website, it's created by investors for investors. So really appeal to folks who are not necessarily looking to buy a house to live in, but investing in real estate. Exactly. This is not designed for building your dream home or your dream vacation home or your second home, but it is designed to create those homes for others to purchase those for their memories. So let's say I'm a uh, active duty or military veteran, and I'm interested in real estate investing What are some of the obstacles I might find that would be like, well, okay, you know, maybe I need somebody like Chris and CFS? Well, it depends. You know, there's multiple scenarios as to why this doesn't fit. You know, especially if you're active duty, sometimes your tax returns and things of that nature, W-2s, don't show exactly what you need for conventional financing routes. This is a very prevalent thing in this world. However, you can have bank accounts that are flush with cash, you know, checking, savings, money market. Because, you know, you've had the ability to put that money aside. You can put your liquid capital to work for you without using your liquid capital. That's the key is, you know, we, we work with the old adage of cash is king. And that seems to be the mantra everyone's life lives by, which has served many people well. But the truth is, it's not just having the ability to transfer cash to someone else. It's having that liquidity multiply your exposure ability to maybe either start in the investment real estate world or grow your portfolio. You know, we're here to serve folks that A, maybe they're doing one to two flips a year, but if they have us as a, a partner on the backside, they can increase this to four to six flips a year. You know, we want to give folks the opportunity because number one, it's a golden era to make money in investment real estate still. This is not a, 
a frightening time on the investor world because this is the time to snatch properties up. And as you know, Kevin, there's still people that are out there that are pre-qualified that need homes. Inventory is never going to slow down right for the foreseeable future. I mean, I don't want to say never, um, but the need is going to be present for as long as we can all tell at this point. You know, it's it's an interesting fact that there were less homes built in the 2000s than there were in the 1950s. So our population grew, <laughs> but we built less homes. And of course, we can sit here and say, you know, we can split hairs over, we'll look at places like Denver or Austin, Texas. Well, let's take those anomalies out of the picture. We're talking about our normal consumer markets where people aren't driving, you know, and in droves to move to. We're talking about your normal market around you. I've yet to visit any of our markets that, you know, specifically in the Southeast and right in the Mid-Atlantic Potomac region that I've yet to talk to a realtor or an LO, a VP who's like, hey, we need houses, man. That's what we need. So there's a wealth of business out there. Yeah. And you mentioned cash is king, but you listen to a lot of the real estate investment gurus, leveraging is king. You know, so leveraging is king. Yeah. It's possible. They leverage as much as they can. If they uh, have a property, they're going to cash out refinance and try to get funds to get the next property and the next property and the next property. You know, that's how you truly build wealth in real estate. Correct. I, I agree. You know, and a lot of folks don't take the time to think about leveraging. It's not just, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier, it's not just the liquidity or the equity you have available in your current portfolio. It's about maximizing the cash you have on hand. You know, if you take a simple factor and say, okay, I've got $100,000 in the bank, but the house I'm looking at is 200,000, needs 50 in reno. And I think I can sell this thing for, I don't know, 350, 375. Okay, well, you don't have the cash to buy this home outright. But if I take your 100K, multiply it by seven and offer you 80% of that as your exposure limit, all of a sudden you have the tools to purchase this property. You know, it's, it's a very simple mathematical equation but it does help folks who are already very sustainable when it comes to cash stretch that dollar further. Yeah, yeah. And when we are talking about investing, it's not always necessarily going to be the cheapest money, but the money that's the best fit. You know? Exactly. It may be speed. It may be convenience. It may be, as you mentioned, fix and flip. That's not a fit for a traditional mortgage. A VA conventional mortgage is meant to be a long-term mortgage. It's a 30-year mortgage. It's not meant to be a three-month mortgage while you work on a property. Plus, if you're looking for a fix and flip, it very likely may have condition issues. So you mentioned that one at first. Tell me about the, the fix and flip. How does that work? If somebody wants to buy a house, renovate, fix it up, resell it for a profit, what is a mortgage? What does financing for that look like? I'm glad you mentioned a lot of points there, actually. It's it's great because you're, you're really helping me here along in this process. You know, a lot of folks will watch HGTV and they're like, oh my gosh, you can buy this house for 100, put 50 in, and you can sell it for 240 in six months. You absolutely can. But it's not quite that simple. You know, folks don't sit down and analyze the situation better because like I could say that, but I know for a fact I can't put a roof on a house. I don't know how to do redo plumbing, but I do know how to get it financed to get that done. So what you're saying financing, yes, this is not the cheapest form of lending, but it's also meant for the short term. We're looking at 12 months or less. Ideally six to nine is a sweet pocket spot for flips, especially in this market because the demand's so high. 
but you, you can simplify the process. You know, I'm sure you know, Kevin, it's a lot easier to buy an investment property than it is your forever home. It, it's a lot easier process. All you need is like I talked about earlier, show some liquidity. You have to close this in a business entity. So an LLC, S Corp, C Corp, what have you. Any member of that entity just has to provide us with bank statements, a guarantor application for each, and you know, just copies of their ID. It's to make sure we know who we're lending to and what we're doing and all parts of the entity are recognized and they're taken into consideration. You know, I've seen so many LLCs recently that are 80%, you know, one owner, but then you've got 5% four owners underneath and they feel that they're a silent partner, but realistically they're not. No matter what you total up to that 100% ownership is what gets you these investment properties. So back to your initial kind of line of questioning there, we're looking, like I said, sweet spot between six and 12 months. Interest rates are higher, but they're interest only. You're, we're not asking for a principal payment on this because once again, this isn't your forever home. You know, just like you don't invest with your heart, you invest with your mind. We understand you're not trying to pay this house off until it actually pays off at the end and you net profit. It's it's that easy. But if you think about it, you know, if I'm going into this planning to make $50,000, $75,000, whatever it is from this transaction, you're becoming my business partner. So Absolutely. helping me fund it. So of course you want it to be profitable as well. And but. let's say you started with that initial hundred thousand dollars and you made 50 K look whose exposure limit just went up. All of a sudden the equation changes. You know, that's the thing about growing your wealth and growing your investment portfolio. You also have to have true partners. And this doesn't just talk about lending. This isn't a sales pitch as much as saying you have to have partners in subs that you can trust. You have to have a lending partner you can trust. You have to have a closing agent you can trust. Because once you find folks that are in your corner and here to serve the same purpose as you, you'll find that this is not as shady of a part of a business as it has been in the past. You know, hard money by its very nature is very good money. It's the best way to get into this. But a lot of folks do take advantage of others, you know, fleecing for fees, inflating junk fees, um, you know, finding any way to nickel and dime they can. And while that model works, and as you said, this is not the cheapest money to get, we're well within our right to do that if we wanted to. We felt, once again, there was a better way. If you treat business clients like a normal consumer, you'd be shocked how far that goes because everyone just focuses on, oh, well, you're an investor, so you're not rate sensitive. You don't care about fees. Well, the truth is, Kevin, if you send me someone who's only done one or two flips and they've done them in cash only up to this point, that's a real consumer. That's someone who needs someone to guide them through this process. You need to answer questions. You need to make people comfortable with what you're doing. And they need to be very cognizant of what this all means. Because we really said to ourselves from day one, what's the purpose here? And the purpose is, number one, to help you achieve your dreams of growing your personal wealth by using our money. And yes, this is not a philanthropic organization. We are here for profit. But you don't have to rake folks over the coals on every transaction to be a lucrative company. And looked at as a professional. You know, it's the same thing that I, I sit here and I, I think all day on the conventional side. And I think about you and the rest of our Alcoa teammates, you know, everyone's so quick to go to an online program, but there's still so much of a need for a professional in this world. You have to have someone to guide you through the process. This is your mortgage lender. This is your realtor. This is your attorney. Everyone's so quick to jump on the E-train that it's like, well, hold on. <laughs> there's... Trust me when I say you don't know everything. And when you jump into this, and if you're doing it all online through a commerce, the e-commerce system of some kind, there's going to be things hidden you're not told about from day one. <laughs> and you're going to be in for a real shock. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you're right about having great partners. Uh, I did a fix and flip, uh, had to be at least 15 years ago, kind of my first venture into it. Uh, I was down in Hampton, Virginia, and it was myself and three partners, so four of us all together. Uh, and we went and got a contractor to take a look at everything, give us estimates. And we're like, oh, yeah, we can certainly do this. We're going to turn a really great profit here. Uh, so we made the purchase and then got in there. And this house was just jacked up. Uh, we're going and a month maybe into all the work, the contractor's like, ooh, yeah, no, I'm out, I'm done. This is too messed up for me. Well, it was your information that helped us purchase this this property and he left us hanging. Uh, Luckily, between the four of us, we did have some skills and did a lot of it ourselves. And, you know, a lot of it was fighting bugs and roaches and ripping out old disgusting carpet. Uh, so you know, we ended up putting a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. And at the end, we profited $16 divided by four people. Uh, so, But it was a great learning experience. And our, uh, I guess, accountant and financial advisor at the time was like, hey, your first one, you made something? That's solid. Uh, and that uh, puts you on the right track for future ones. You were in the black, no matter how you look at it. You actually made a profit. That's right. Now, for a fix and flip, uh, what type of down payment does somebody typically need? We talk about, you know, what what we uh, that that you all help, but you definitely need some sort of skin in the game. Of course. So our jumping off program, and this can be open to interpretation a little bit, and I use that term loosely, but we call it the simple ninety. So the simple ninety, by its very nature, is we will part, we will finance ninety percent of the acquisition costs as well as hundred percent of the renovations. So you would be responsible for bringing 10% to uh, skin in the game on the purchase and your closing costs. So, you know, we, we don't want those rolled in. That's the difference between hard money and conventional mortgage loan. And we definitely want those fees specifically paid out of pocket at closing. Because once again, this is why we check liquidity. We want to make sure you have money to get into this, not just for paying your closing costs, but to make sure you have reserves for any unforeseen circumstances like you talked about, you know. We have plenty of folks that are like, what's well, going to be a 30,000 reno. Okay, well, that's not bad. That's a good reno. Then all of a sudden they're doing work and the septic collapses or they find they have to replace the septic tank. These are things that, you know, unfortunately they happen. You need to have the reserves in hand and build some cushion for yourself to make sure this is a successful flip. And, and, you know, your story early was like the coolest thing to think about, you know, not for you at the time. But when we started this, we said, let's not just go the simple fix and flip model. A, it needs to be profitable for the borrower on the CFS side. But B, what kind of service are we doing to someone if we finance a great flip, but then they come to you, Kevin, you know, when their realtor has this house on the market and they go to get a conventional loan and all of a sudden you're like, man, there's no way to finance this loan. This is not a financeable home. Right. It, we did not realize that no, most people in the hard money lender, lending world don't think that way. But we, being a sister company of a conventional mortgage company, we don't want to do deals that aren't financeable, that aren't an opportunity for our partners at, at Alcova specifically and other companies as well, if they refer to us that are our peers, to make money on the backside. You have to have a workable deal here. We went for a full one-stop shop solution. You know, that was the key. And that's where our model is very different from everyone else. So when it is a fix and flip, like you're saying, yes, we'll get them through this quick project. 
reno, boom, 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 six to 12 months, then what? It's not just as simple as a payoff. This thing has to be staged and ready to go with enough time for it to A, sell. We are still very much in a hungry market here where they're going to sell. But if this sits for two months, you need to keep that in mind. You know, this needs to make sure that it is a financeable property and you aren't doing the same thing that perhaps the person selling you the piece of junk house at the time thought they were sitting on a gold mine and they weren't and you paid too much to acquire this property and you're not making the profits you need. It's all about just gauging the whole process top to bottom. That That's really, everyone needs to come in with a clear head and, you know, it's especially hard on those first couple flips. You still have a lot of pie in the sky dreams. Not to say that we don't see plenty of people that turn a huge profit on these homes. We do. But you have to be aware and conscious that this is still a business transaction. Do not set out to think that everyone's going to be your absolute best flip possible. Quality-wise, yes, but sometimes you may only walk away with 25K instead of what you were thinking would be 50 because you have to make room for that. It has to be financeable on the backside. Yeah, yeah. And we see that on HGTV. You know, when you watch the shows about people doing flips, sometimes they make more than they expect. Sometimes they make less. Uh, you know, with a little skill and practice, you can certainly make it a very profitable venture. Yes. Now, we've been talking mostly about fix and flips. Y'all do some buy and holds, too. My wife and I now are more in the buy, hold as rentals uh, type of investor market. You do some of that now, too, don't you? So we have two interesting models that work in your favor. We we do have, and these are the ones we don't do on our own in, in-house money. These are known as DFCR loans, debt service coverage ratio loans, where the monthly output is outweighed by the monthly intake. You know, you have to make sure that your equation is one to two or, you know, something in that range where you're getting double of what's coming out of there, cash flow purposes. DFCR, like how does that work? That, that's, yeah, that's what I was explaining. So you have to make more on the intake as far as rental goes every okay. month. Anything coming in on the property versus what you're putting out on the property. That's going to be the key there for those to work. However, this is where it gets very interesting. We set our fix and flip model up to work hand in hand with ones that need to be brokered out or done on the conventional side through a DSCR route or a conventional takeout where you're sometimes you're better off to get a property that needs rehab. We can't just jump into a rental loan that needs rehab. We can still do the fix and flip and set the product up to roll over you know, to a long-term hold. It's kind of a modification of uh, the Burr method, you know, the buy, rent, rehab, repeat, uh, or buy, rehab, rent, repeat. You know, we can help with that process because that's mostly been a cash idea for many, many years, the, that method. But that doesn't mean financing can't step in and help you out there. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> kind of thinking that you were talking so if I purchased a house to fix and flip and wanted to keep it as a rental, if I put in my 10% down uh, and it was a great opportunity, the post renovation value was pretty high and I transferred over to one of these uh, DSCR loans like uh, permanent financing, I could probably, if the value was high enough, take some cash out with that too and I to then start the next project. Absolutely. You know, and that's where you have to look, to look at seasoning requirements, of course. You know, you have to look at three months, it's X amount, six months, it's X amount. And I think your LTV can go up to 75% or I think 80 on some products on the six month seasoning. So as long as we have a good after repair value, absolutely, there is a cash out option that can work for you. And it's funny, you know, you kind of brought up another thought in my mind here. When you look at a house right now, as is it, let's say it rents for 1200 a month. You know, the neighbor two doors down is renting that house out for nine. 
1500 a month. Well, there's a reason. That house is outfitted. It is nicely updated. It's ready for a family to come in and rent. So that home might just need a little bit of work to get it up to those standards and get it up to market rate. You know, analysts are predicting over the next 18 months, and it's funny that this is teetering back and forth from where it was even 12 months ago, we're going to start seeing a resurgence in the rental market. It kind of stalled for a little bit because of, you know, the Airbnb and things of that nature getting true market rent rates. Well, now we're starting to see that that's probably going to still be the wave of the future right now because of the fact that who knows what the Fed has left in them for this year or maybe Q1 of next year. We don't know where rates are going to go. So that could ultimately create a resurgence in the rental market. But that doesn't mean there's not still opportunity for professionals in our side of the industry. You know, a conventional mortgage, a DSCR, something you can do on your side, will take care of that long-term takeout, whatever works for the bar, whatever the rate-sensitive, you know, portion of that is, and seeing the best fit. And for realtors, it's a big tool as well. You know, when they hear renters, they're like, oh, gosh, that takes me out of the equation. It doesn't. Because the person who's going to come to me needs a realtor to handle the transaction on the acquisition, and they need a realtor to sell it on the backside. Like I said, hopefully that realtor has Alcova Mortgage as their preferred lender on the other end. But if they do not, you need to trust the process that you have professionals around you that want to see you succeed. Yeah, and also see, you mentioned short-term rentals. Uh, I say on your site that you do offer mortgages for folks that are considering doing a short-term rental versus a traditional you know, long-term rental, I guess we'll call it. Mm -hmm. And correct. Those are still kind of, currently they still go against more of the DSCR standards. You know, we're going against a true market rent rate uh, over month over month because this is what occurred over the last couple of years, especially post-COVID era. Airbnb value soared. You know, homes that used to rent for $70 a night were renting for $210 a night. And this isn't an exaggeration. Some of these went up to from $100 a night to $500 a night. That also throws true market rent rates in a lurch. So now we have to figure out a way to stabilize this market. Not to say that there's not a great avenue for short-term rental, but you need to be fair to the folks that are doing long-term as well. We need to see what the actual rent rates are. And the way you do that is rehabbing a property to a standard market rent rate that still falls within DSCR guidelines. But then ultimately, if you're doing short term, you can make money hand over fist on this, especially if you have somewhere in a peak you know, vacation location or near a college campus is a great idea. Anywhere that people need quick overnight things, baseball stadiums, football stadiums, anywhere you can find a big event going on, even if it's during a season, you can some folks, you know, even my terrible team of choice, the Washington Commanders, there's plenty of folks that have short-term rentals right near FedEx Field that they pay for their mortgage for two years worth in one football season. Right. You know, there, there's a logic there. You know, it's just being cognizant of your market and what you personally can afford to maintain. It also makes sense to look at long-term rental rates because some people get into the short-term rental market they want to buy a property. They don't realize, wow, this is actually a lot of work. This yes. is job to maintain this property. I've got to be every day super fast responding to guests, making sure cleaning people show up, dealing with maintenance issues. It's it's not simple. Uh, my wife and I own a few short term rentals, and you know it it takes work to be successful and. To be successful in a competitive short-term marketplace, you have to offer high-end amenities and keeping those amenities high-end and keeping them functional, more work, more investment. Hot tub, yeah. and that's a lot of work. So 
you know, some folks get into it and then like, eh, maybe this isn't for me. And looking at as a backup plan, a lot of them will, some will sell, but a lot of them will just convert it to a long-term rental. So that makes sense. Well, and you kind of have to look at your market as well. Like you, you brought up the golden rule there. Short-term rental is amazing until you get a call in the middle of the night that the hot tub's not working. Well, then you have to figure out if in your budget, does it work to have property management? You know, then you got to take that into consideration for your profit margins. You know, is this what you need? And the truth is, you know, we we have some Alcoba partners that run very successful property management companies for short-term rentals. And the reason they're successful is because people still want to make money, but they just don't want to deal with the hassle of, hey, there weren't fresh linens in this room or B, the trash wasn't taken out here. And you can't jump in your car and drive wherever your short-term rental is and go take the trash out for them. There are property management companies that can help you there, but there is a premium to that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I also saw on your website, y'all do some financing for multifamily. So that's like, what, some something that has four units in one building, et cetera, one parcel. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Like, what what's that look like for somebody that might be thinking about investing in something a little bigger? So this also goes right back to the DSC, DSCR model. We like up to four doors on those, and this is not on in-house money. But if you're looking at four doors, it's the same equation. Is the monthly intake outweighing the monthly output? If it is, per the equation's rules, it still works for multifamily financing. So yes, this works well for a quadruplex, a triplex, a duplex, you know, a small set of townhomes that are all attached. That's how we set these kind of deals up. And that's a great opportunity because, you know, you're talking about the convenience factor of running a rental. What's better than having all four of your tenants in one place so it makes the work easier, ultimately? <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, so folks looking to get into investing in real estate and interested in some financing assistance, there are traditional options like a conventional mortgage, you know, your good old 30-year fixed, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac that have been around forever and ever. They do have an option for purchasing an investment property, typically 20% down. Property has to pass the appraisal in good condition, all of those items. That's certainly a great option that's out there. Uh, but these sound like a great alternative for folks that just don't fit into that box, whether it's the property doesn't fit into that box. That sounds like it's a lot of, of what you all do. But you know, maybe the borrower, uh, the, the person or entity doesn't fit into that box. If you want to purchase it as an LLC, or you know, avoiding some of that risk or some other type of corporate entity. Or if you need that DSCR where, okay, maybe my personal cash flow isn't quite where it needs to be to qualify. This says, all right, we're going to go off the property's cash flow. We're going to look at it as more of a business perspective. So yeah, this looks like it's some great options for folks that either just don't fit into the traditional box or you know, just don't want to, uh, you know, in my case, uh, I went to CFS uh, really for speed, ease, and convenience. You know, yep. it happened really fast and allowed me to hop on an opportunity that I had quickly, and you know, it's uh, it's been a great experience. And that's that's the crazy thing that you bring up. You know, folks don't understand a lot of the time. You have to move as fast as a cash buyer. And that's why we're here. So when we say we need these documents up front to pre-qualify you, it's not just to pre-qualify, it's to get you ready for closing. 
So everything we gather on the front side is what we need to say, okay, well, you, Mr. Smith, have qualified, you can go up to $800,000 exposure, for instance, based around your liquidity, credit, and experience level. This looks good for us. And, you know, client may text us or call us on a Monday and say, hey, this thing needs to close by Thursday. We can do that. You know, we can get these things rushed to closing between our multitude of relationships, thanks to Alcoba with local closing agents, you know, or if they're tied up, we have remote closing options. We have closing agents, you know, all around the country that can help us on a dime get these properties picked up very quickly because they understand our process and the need for moving quickly. Not just that, but conservatively as well. We have to look at, you know, the fact that this is a real estate transaction. You have to make sure you're vetting people appropriately and you have to make sure that your lien is placed appropriately. So you have to have closing agents that understand you do need lender's title quickly though. This needs to be a fast transaction. It can't be, okay, we'll get back to you in 10 days. 10 days, this property is already gone and someone's already working on it. Right, right. Now, are there any common mistakes you see folks make that are real estate investors or beginning real estate investors? Going too big too fast. You know, it's in I use the word beginner up to folks that have done like three flips because perhaps you've gotten very lucky on the first two and they were turns of events, but thinking just because you're in the same market, this is going to work out just as well. Work within your budget and knowledge base the first time around. You know, if you live, let's say where we're at in Roanoke, Virginia, it's probably not a great idea for me to have my first time be in Metro DC. I don't know the market well, I don't know what we're getting into. I don't know, you know, how long it takes to get a contractor, what kind of liens the district puts against things as you're doing work. So work within your market and your knowledge base. Number two, always know before you get into something, having an exit strategy. And what that means is either A, is this going to be a true flip? Are you going to sell it? Okay, this is your model. But if you're going to be refinancing it down the road for the long-term hold, like we discussed, we're going to ask those questions, you know, what does your back-end financing look like? Who have you talked to? Is this set in stone? Do you have a good relationship with an Alcova partner who's doing this deal for you? Or let's say a local community bank. You know, is there a community bank that does your takeout deals? Because we see strategies like that a lot. You know, there's still community banks and credit unions that want to take these holds, but they don't want the rehab portion. So you just have to make sure to know your market and have folks around you with a back-end strategy. That's kind of the biggest thing we see or biting off more than you can chew. You know, I never encourage folks on their first few flips to look at a house that needs foundation repairs. We don't even like foundation repairs, period. It becomes a very daunting process. You know, folks don't sit there and think, they're like, oh my gosh, this house only needs $20,000 to make this nice little 3-1 become a 3-2 that can sell really quickly. Well, when the house is down a quarter of an inch, you can equate for another $60,000 to jack that thing up and get it to where it needs to be. So we need, like, that's the biggest thing. It's just making sure you know your market and you're not biting off more than you can chew. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, cool. That's been a lot of really great information. Uh, anything else you can think of we didn't cover? Anything else people should know about CFS and financing an investment in general? The big thing is, you know, I keep going back to our model. We did this out of a scenario of caring. You know, we want to have our Alcoba partners, you know, you know, Kevin, you'll be at the closing table or you'll be doing a loan for someone. All of a sudden they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, I do investing as well. Need some avenues for that. We want to know and trust our professionals. So if it's a referral that comes from you or a, specifically a partner within our Alcoba network, we take that with a, a very high level of esteem. We base it around servicing. We base it around taking 
care of the clients just like you would. We want you to entrust that once they're in our, our hands here, we're here to guide them through this process and not only make CFS look like a hero, but make you look like a hero for having these options available. Anything that folks want to send over to us, new scenarios, they can send to deals at cfsgo.com. They can go to the website, cfsgo.com, and under apply now, they can just start the process. We literally get countless about countless applications a day thanks to our Alcoba partnerships, but we can get to work immediately on these deals. Lastly, you know, even though it's a daunting market right now for everyone, you know, as a mortgage professional, you know, these are looking like lean times. The investment world's not slowing down. This is the time to strike. If you've ever had an instinct that this might be something you want to get into, test the waters now. You know, we're seeing great returns for folks because people still want homes. They know that these pressing times can't last forever. Eventually, something has to happen. Something has to occur. There has to be a tipping point. So even if you get your dream home now at a little bit higher of an interest rate, refinance is possible down the road. We want to reinvigorate the American dream of home ownership. You know, we're we're tired of seeing young people try to be first-time home buyers and thinking to themselves, oh my gosh, I can never afford a half a million dollar home. Well, that stinks because that's the only inventory available right now. So what can we do to solve that? Take older homes that need a little bit of work, but properties that banks won't finance in their current condition. Make them appetizing, you know. It, it will do you good to not only turn a profit and be happy about it, but be able to drive by the house one day and see this young family you gave an opportunity to raising their kids, living out the American dream. That's why we're here. And that's what we truly care about. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, if you look at it, folks that truly get wealthy in real estate and other things, they buy when others aren't. So yes. if you're sitting on the sideline, they're jumping in, they're purchasing, and then that's where they get the long-term opportunities. Couldn't agree more. I've never had a coach in anything in my life that said they got where they were by waiting and seeing. <laughs> or by doing what everybody else is doing. Exactly. If you're swim upstream a little bit, give yourself a, a shot to really win. If it's a good opportunity. And once again, we're here. We're here to say, listen, this is not a good idea, but I like where you're going with this. Let's go with another property. Let's help you along the way. Let's grow your portfolio responsibly, conservatively, but make it lucrative for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's awesome, Chris. And you already uh, gave us your information on how to reach out, uh, the website, how to, how to acquire. And we'll also put that here uh, on our podcast information site as well. Uh, so this was really awesome. I appreciate you hanging out with us today. And uh I certainly uh, have enjoyed working with you, and I'm sure I'll be doing it again personally. Always, Kevin. It's always a pleasure, and thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Chris. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the Got Your Six Real Estate Podcast with Kevin Lemison. We hope you found value in today's episode. If we've got your six, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with someone who could benefit. For more resources and episodes, visit our website at gotyoursixrealestatepodcast.com. Until next time, we've got your six.